Good evening. Today is Wednesday, November 10th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's um, collection of chapters are chapters 8, 9, and 10, the relationship chapters, and our speaker tonight is Katie B. Thank you, Katie B. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Katie B. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I'm so, so happy to be here. I love this meeting and signing on today just reminded me and like seeing all your faces, like how much I love this meeting and how much I want to really make an effort to uh, be here on a more regular basis. My life and actually my relationships, my family life has sort of taken like a swing, making my eight o'clock availability, you know, it's harder for me to sign on. Um, so that's sort of, it's funny that we're, I'll be talking about relationships and then I want to hear what everybody else has to say, right? Because it's all a balance, right? I, and, um, but, uh, but I just love this meeting and I'm so thrilled to be here. Um, and of course, my plan for tonight was to take the hour before the meeting and sit here and I have all these fantastic tabs and I was going to meditate on, and, you know, connect with my higher power and think about this amazing stuff that I was going to say. And of course, the hour before the meeting, my daughter asked if we could all play go fish. So I was like, all right, all right, you know, we'll play a round or two of go fish. And then my husband had a great idea. He was going to teach us all poker. <laughs> So, so we've been learning poker for the, for the past hour, which is great, which is, which was a lot of fun, but it was just so funny because there's a part of me that was like, that wanted to be like, mommy has to go be near God now. And so I can tell all these people how fantastically recovered I am. So you're going to stay here and I'm going to go upstairs and not have to be around you so that I can be centered and be close to God. And then I laughed at myself and realized like, what the hell are you even thinking? Like, and, the, and that's the work and that's the program. And those are the relationship chapters, right? So it's just, I'm always grateful that I get reminded all the time that I am not in charge and that I, I get what I need and I learn what I need. And that's exactly what I needed. I, I needed to, to learn how to play poker with an eight and 10 year old tonight before, before this meeting, which was actually pretty cool, by the way. And they all laughed when, we, uh, when they learned what a flush was because we're all about potty humor in this house. So it, it actually was a lovely, uh, hour before the meeting. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I think I'm going to just take a few minutes and talk about what it was like, I guess. Um, and then I'll try to sort of also incorporate that into the relationship chapters, which are fantastic. I'm, um, I'm definitely not a big book expert. I guess I'll start with that. I never liked the big book, so I don't know if people are new here or not new or into the big book or not into the big book. I hated the big book. I wasn't interested in God. I was a huge eye roller at anything that had to do with God or higher power, like, oh, spare me. I want to be thin, right? Like, that's why I was here. I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to be thin and I didn't like the big book and I didn't like the way it sounded and I didn't like the way it was written and I didn't like the, that it sounded preachy and I, I didn't like any of it. 
Um, but through these steps and some, some willingness and some honesty, um, it has been a, an incredible miracle. And God willing, tomorrow I, I will be celebrating a miracle of two years of peaceful abstinence in this program. And that is, I mean, a miracle is not even the word. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know that there is a word to describe the fact that for my entire life, every day was a fight with food. It was either just noise in my head about food or planning what I was going to eat next or freaking out about what I couldn't eat, um, you know, focusing on losing weight or, you know, once I hit a goal, fighting um, to, to not gain it all back plus you know, up, down, up, down. And I mean, that was my life. That was my whole life was just noise about food um, and, and a fixation on weight and food. Um, and, and that has been taken from me. I can't take the credit for it. It's these, it's these steps, it's, it's entire abstinence um, and it's these steps and it's my higher power. And I, I, like, I can't believe that, that it's going to be two years. Like, it's just, I've tried this program for a very long time. Um, and frankly, the difference this time around was, was this book and, and taking the steps through this book for me and entire absence. So, um, uh, okay. So I'm just gonna try to sort of jump in and see what I can kind of pull out from these chapters. Um, and I guess I'll start with, um, oh, you know what I wanted to, give one more just like extreme example. I, or I'll talk a little bit about what my relationships were like um, when I was in the food and I was in my disease. Um, I grew up in a household where, you know, I know we're not supposed to take other people's inventories, but my mother was, has also been in these rooms and it was just, it was the two of us and it was insanity around food. My, you know, just grow. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then as an adult, um, I, I, as a married person and as a mom, you know, I was a nice person. I mean, I'm a generally nice person, but at a certain point of the night, I couldn't hold on to it anymore. And I, like, I chased people away. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, when it was my husband, I would chase him away just with like being a nasty person towards him so that he wouldn't want to even be around me and that he would leave and I could just eat by myself. Like that's how I maintained my relationship with him. Like, just like, huh, like snarling and nasty and he would go off and I would eat. Okay. And then with my children, you know, it was bedtime was the biggest deal in this house. Bedtime. Oh, you better be up those stairs and you better be in bed because mommy's going to lose it basically. And, um, I remember like there would be times like when I couldn't hold on till bedtime and I would like hide my head in a cabinet and like, she'd be like stealing their food and like crap I don't even like, like not even good food. And just like shoving it in just to sort of maintain like a, some sort of, I mean, sanity is not the word. I thought that's what I was doing. I thought I was trying to regulate. I was like easing out the edges or easing out the tension, but, um, but that's what it was like. And then I would chase them upstairs and I would chase my husband away and then I would isolate and I would eat. And that's, that those were my relationships. And I mean, I, and I, I wasn't like an ogre all the time, you know, I mean, I, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all good, but I, I always hated myself in there. And, and it's hard to be like, show up in relationships, even when you mean well, 
you know, I'll speak for myself when I hate myself, I, I can only give so much. I can only be so loving, you know, no matter how much I try it, it you know, it was not that pleasant to live with me. Um, and uh, okay. So I started trying to just sort of leaf through these uh, pages into wives and the family afterward and sort of see what jumped out at me. Um, and the first thing on 116, it says, if God can solve the age, the age old riddle of alcoholism, he can solve your problems too. Or, or if higher power can, then higher power can solve my problems too. And I will say that I, I don't think until this, until this program and until becoming recovered, I, um, I didn't believe in miracles. I really, I didn't, I never experienced a miracle. Like it was nice and I saw recovery in other people, but I, I'm telling you, like it has been lifted from me. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, and it was just by doing these steps. And I do believe now that if, if my higher power can solve that, my higher power can solve um, absolutely any problem. And it doesn't mean that I just lay around waiting for things to happen, right? We take the steps, you know, we, we speak with fellows, we work on problems. Um, but it, I, I do believe now that like anything is possible after having experienced this miracle. Um, and then I like on 117, it says, in spite of your newfound happiness, there will be ups and downs. Many old problems will still be with you. This is as it should be. I need to remember that. <laughs> this is as it should be. Life is up and down. Life is loss. Life is joy and loss and everything in the middle. And I'm still me and I'm still a person and I'm still crazy. And I'm still, you know, sitting downstairs holding my poker hand thinking like I should be upstairs so that I can do a fantastic present, right? That's still who I am. Um, and, and that's okay. I have a solution for that now. My solution is I pause. My solution is I, you know, I live in 10, 11 and 12. I, I help other people um, and I get the piece of recovery. Um, and let me just see here. I think I'm going to jump around and then I might come back. Um, the very end of the family afterward, where it says, you know, uh, the three little mottos, first things first, live and let live and easy does it. Oh, wait, you know, I'm sorry. I really obviously clearly did not prepare this. The one other thing that jumps out at the beginning of the family afterward, years of living with an alcoholic is almost sure to make any wife or child neurotic. I thought about that for a little while. And, um, like one way that I definitely, I mean, there's many ways that I, you know, as a, as a neurotic, I can make anybody else feel neurotic, but, um, like specifically about food, right? My poor husband, my, my kids, we would clear the house out. We're on a diet, no sugar, no junk, no this, no that, empty it all out. And then I couldn't handle that very long. And so then I would, I remember like begging my husband to go to this ice cream shop near our, near our house. And he'd be like, Katie, you told me, you know, you know, you told me you don't want any more ice cream. And I'm like, I'm a crazy person. I'm like, get me the fucking ice cream. Like I, I would, I like, I'd be like a, like a demon, like get me the ice cream. Like, I, I don't care what I said. I'm saying the opposite now. And he would like go out and get it. 
And then fast forward, you know, a month later or the next Monday or whatever. And I'd be again, like how, you know, my husband, like, don't, don't let me eat this ice, you know, come on, we got to get this stuff out of the house. And again, like back and forth and back and forth, like, let's go out, let's go out to eat dinner, go get me ice cream. Now we're not eating, we're throwing it all out like crazy, like a crazy person. And this, and I brought them all into it with me, you know, and just, and I, I would like ask my husband to like monitor me don't let me, don't let me. And then I'd be like, forget what I, I mean, really like a crazy, forget what I said, forget it. I don't, don't tell me what to do. I'm a, well, I'm an independent person. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to eat this. Like totally neurotic is like the perfect word for what, for what it was and how I, you know, affected the, uh, these people that I love so much. Um, so uh, now I'm going to jump back to the very end of, um, the family afterward. And uh, so first things first, right? Um, so what that means to me is several things. Um, but first things first is I'm a compulsive overeater and I, and I have a step one problem. I have a physical allergy and without a higher power in my life that I rely on, my life is chaos and unmanageable. And I have to hang on to that because in the past, you know, I would hit a goal weight and I would be fixed in air quotes and I would go and pick up my foods again, right? These are my, my allergic foods because my goal was to eat like a normal person. So the first thing about first things first for me is, is step one, right? I have a physical allergy to certain things. I'm not going to eat those things if I want to be recovered. Okay. Um, so first things first is I'm powerless, physically powerless over certain substances. Um, I have an allergy of the body um, and I have a mental twist and I accept that and I embrace that because until I do that, I can't do anything. After, I can't do anything without doing that first. Um, and first things first, also means to me that I have to put my higher power first. Um, I'm not God. And I spent a lot of time being God, thinking I was God, trying to will things so, trying to will outcomes in my own life, trying to change other people. Um, and it's been really freeing uh, to understand that there is a God and it's not me. <laughs> Um, and before I do anything, you know, when I'm feeling agitated, doubtful, when, when, when I'm feeling uneasy in any way, instead of my first thing first used to be right. Like, um, I have a thousand things to do to fix this. I need to do a million things. I need to, you know, I, 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 I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to change this. No, like first things first is I have to take myself out of it and I have to, to focus in onto my higher power and, and ask what my higher power would have me be. And that was something that I never ever thought I would ever do. <laughs> and now it is the guiding principle of my entire life. And it is how I'm able to enjoy and truly enjoy like a freedom and a recovery that I never knew was possible. And I'm able to show up for my family um, and for my fellows and for myself in a way that I is just, I'm very grateful. Um, left. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so live and let live. This is a big one. Also, again, I am not God. <laughs> 
So my example with my, I'll give my example with my husband who likes to play video games. Um, so I am here to play the role that God has assigned me or higher power has assigned me. And also other people are here to play the role that their higher power has assigned them. I am no one's higher power. And for a long time, I, I'm going to go with the video game example. I did not like the fact that my husband played video games. I thought he stayed up late, too late at night. I thought he wasn't getting enough sleep. I think video games are a waste of time. I could tell you all the reasons why, why I don't like video games, okay? And maybe I'd make some good points and maybe I wouldn't. That's not the point, right? For a long time in this program, in recovery, I was trying to tolerate the fact that my husband played video games. And for a long time, what that meant to me, and it's okay, because that's where I was in this program. That's where I was in my life. It's evolving. Lots of things evolve as, you can, as I continue to do this work. But in the beginning, to tolerate my husband playing video games was to accept that he wasn't as good as me, <laughs> that he wasn't meeting my expectations. That I, I like to think of it as like that God and I are up here on the dais and I'm like, hey, God, like, look at this guy playing video games. He doesn't know. Right. But we'll tolerate him. We'll love him. We'll we'll show him kindness. And I can take that and I can put it on a million other things. Right. That I've been learning to tolerate about other people. And again, it was okay at the time because it helped me show up in a more loving way than I had been when I was bitching at him about the video games, right? It learned, <laughs> I bit my tongue. I was kind of loving. Um, but as I've learned in this program, it's like, no, 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 no. Things are and people are exactly as they're supposed to be. It's not about me accepting that you don't meet my standards. <laughs> it's about me accepting you because higher power has deemed everything the way it's supposed to be. Um, and there's a distinction there. And I heard somebody say on a talk about when they pray for people that she changed it for when she prays for people, like it used to be that she would pray for them all the things she wants that she thinks people would want and that she shifted it. And now she prays to want for her loved ones or for people what they want for themselves. And like, that's a big deal to me. And so now like, and I use the video game example but I think I can apply it to everything in my life, right? It's not about me tolerating that you don't meet my standards. It's about me accepting you. And when I, when I pray for you or when I wanna be of service to you, it's in the way that you think it would be helpful to you, that, that it's not up to me to try to manipulate or to change or to bring you to me. Like that's not what this is. And there's a, been a huge freedom in that with all of my relationships. Um, and, and, uh, and I'm still learning. I'm definitely still not perfect at it because I'm still me, right? And I still see the world through my lens. So it's, it's an evolving process, but it's been, um, it's been incredibly helpful in my relationships with people. The live and let live really takes on like another level in that way. And I think I'm probably running out of time. One minute. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I guess, I guess I'll just end in terms of, I guess I'll just say an easy does it, right? I, what can I say in, in less than a minute about easy does it? Um, 
you know, I guess we relax and take it easy, which is hard for somebody like me, right? But the, but the book says the answers will come and they do. And sometimes they're not in the way I expect them. And sometimes it's not in the form that I thought. Um, but all I can do is, not, not all I can do. One of the things I can do is I can remember I'm not in charge. I'm not God. I do my part. I do the next right thing. And I can't will the results. So I easy does it. I did my part. And whatever it is, it is. Um, and I guess I'll end it there. I, uh, and thank you. And, uh, okay. Thanks. Thank you so much, Katie, for being our leader tonight. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Done. All right, first up we have Karen followed by Stephanie and then Emily D. Go ahead, Karen. I am Karen, a compulsive eater. Um, I loved, love, love, love everything you said. I laughed so hard because that was my story. I mean, I would say to my husband, no, I can't have this, hide this from me. And you know, I can't have it. And then I'd go and say, where is it? He said, you told me that you don't want it. Tell me where it is. You know, and I just, so when you were sharing that, I got, I had that same kind of emotion, that same kind of feeling. And it just brought it all back that I want help but I'm so willful and, and I'm a compulsive eater. So, I mean, I got to have it. You know, I can't, I mean, I couldn't, I had to badger him until he gave it to me. But so much of what you shared and then the whole thing with playing with your, the game with your family instead of, instead of getting your talk, whatever, just perfect. Um, you were doing what relationships are about. They're about being with people we love and, and they're about being present to them. And that's where the joy really comes because what you said was perfect, you know, it, and, and the whole thing about things are as they are. So I, everything you said was just so nourishing for me. So um, I, I just came to life. So thank you for that. Thank you, Karen. And next up we have Stephanie followed by Emily. This is Stephanie, compulsive eater, bulimic in Florida. Um, Katie, your share was, it was amazing. I also was laughing in solidarity because so much of what you said about your interactions with your spouse, it sounded like you were telling my story. And I was actually wanting to ask you a question. If you could talk a little bit about amends to your spouse specifically, because um, I feel like there is a lot to make amends for um, based on you know, my behavior over the years in regards to food and other things, of course. Um, so I was hoping you could talk a little bit about amends to spouses. Sure. Thank you for the question. Um, so I think that I spent a lot of my time before working these steps 
apologizing to my husband, right? I would, I would mess up and then I would apologize and I would mess up and I would apologize. Um, so when I'm, when I wrote out my amends with my sponsor and, and we, you know, we processed it, I did, I did do, um, a, I did do a formal amends, right? Where I wrote it out and I sat and I looked him in the face and I, and I read it out loud. Um, and I meant it. Um, and also, I don't know if he just thought it was lip service. I didn't, you know, I had, how many times can you say sorry for the same like shitty behavior, right? Like how many times? So I think, um, so, so, so like I said, I did do a formal amends, but I, I truly believe, um, that what really has made the difference in our relationship was not me just apologizing, um, but me living a life where I am showing up differently. Um, and I'm, and I'm not having to apologize quite as much, right? Again, I'm still a human. I'm still me. Uh, there's no expectation that I'm going to be perfect all the time. And I'm certainly not. Um, but, uh, and my husband's not much of a, like a talker. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, we talk, but not about like feelings that much. Let me take it back. I talk about my feelings all the time. <laughs> if you're getting a picture of what I'm trying to say. Um, but uh, at one point, like I had to um, like change something or shift something in terms of sponsorship or of uh, uh, the fellowship and the program. And it was going to take more time away from the family at one point. And I kind of talked to him about that. I brought it up and, and he was like, Katie, this is it. Like for him to say this was a big deal. He was like, this is important and this has made it like a, a huge difference and please dear god don't stop doing what you're doing because it's it's really made such an impact you know for us and i don't think that was about me reading my amends to him i was thank you me living my amends to him so i hope that helps thank you for the question and answer next up we have emily d followed by randy thank you Robin and everyone doing service tonight. Um, I'm Emily D, recovered in Chicago, and uh, yeah, so grateful to be here. That there are these relationship chapters after we get through the steps, I think says enough about like what this is all about. And I, you know, came here to be thin too. Um, and there were lots of things I didn't like about what I had to do. And I have learned so much about how having a relationship that is truly, you know, one where love is exchanged freely, uh, my preferences are not the beacon anymore. If I follow my preferences and what I like and what I don't like, I'm going to be on my own forever, you know? Um, and the, the real truth of every relationship, and this is a tough one, this is someone of something a fellow said to me a couple of days ago is like all relationships end, you know, whether it's, you know, we stop choosing each other, um, or, you know, someone dies, right. The only relationship that's everlasting is the one that we have with God and our higher power. So I heard a lot of that from you tonight. I know it's like not, hopefully it's not grim. Hopefully like it's a relief, right? That we have to go to the source 
to, to get our bucket filled. And we have to have that conscious contact. Like I heard so much of expanding your spiritual life over and over and over again, and how, you know, we get to come back and, and make these amends. Um, and I think that that spiritual progress is what keeps me connected and having these beautiful friendships and intimate relationships. And, you know, I loved when I got divorced, I was like this dude, what a wreck, right? I mean, people were like, we get it. We get why you left. And I'm like, man, has it been humbling to be like, yeah, you want to talk about eating in a cabinet, eating out of the garbage, getting called out. I mean, it was just, I was miserable. I was miserable to be around. I was so controlling. And so I'm learning to love freely in this program, which is not easy. Uh, but God's working on me every day. And the one, the last thing I'll say is, you know, we alcoholics are sensitive people. You know, it takes some of us a long time to outgrow that serious handicap. So I'm so grateful to be one among many and to know my place and to be hand in hand with all of you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. Next up, we have Randy followed by Roberto. Hi everyone, uh, Randy and Compulsive Overeater, super happy to be here. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for your share. Uh, you know, I can, I relate to speakers a lot of the time, but it's not so often I relate so much to a, a female speaker, especially. I feel like if you and I were married, one of us would be in jail right now because, I mean, we would do the same. I mean, the, the eating in the closet with the kids and chasing away my wife, uh, you know, I have a multiple relapse history. I remember, you know, I came in, I was eating like a maniac, like I always did when I was in the food, but I was like ready to abandon my whole family or kill myself. I just, I couldn't stand my family anymore, even though I love them so much. It was like such a painful thing. And it was like, I kept trying and trying and trying. And, um, I really do appreciate your share about bringing God into your life all the time. And that's what's necessary because, you know, I prayed this morning. Um, I prayed last night and I'm going to pray tonight, but somewhere in the middle, I lost God today. Right. And I'm like trying to figure things out. Right. Like I have some issues going on, nothing major issues only because I'm thinking about myself, but I've got these issues on. I'm trying to like move the pieces around and, you know, this is why we come to the meetings, you know, I, I need to hear, bring God in over and over and over in different ways. And it, it's just an unbelievable reminder. It, it's, my heart was very heavy coming into this meeting and now I feel very light. Um, so, so thank you so much for that. And um, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks, Randy. Up next, we have Roberto followed by Nancy. Hello, everyone. I'm Roberto. I'm a composer of the eater. Very grateful and happy to be here. Katie, thank you so much for that beautiful share. I related to a lot and I was, uh, I was laughing so hard. It was great. Um, I think the, 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 I can relate to the hiding away from the family to eat the food, eating my kids' food um, and acting like somebody else ate it. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, the thing that I related the most is when you said, um, that difference between tolerating people and accepting them out of love. And that just, that really hit me because I'm, 
mostly tolerating people and definitely talking to God and how superior we feel, right? Like we don't do those things. I can't believe that they're doing those things. Um, and all that sets me up. It says, yes, I just take myself out of the driver's seat and I put the ego right there and I end up getting frustrated, disappointed, upset. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's not good um, uh, recovery behavior. So um, I am uh, going to pray on that because I, until you said it, I didn't really see the difference. I felt it, but I didn't see it. Um, and I'm just um, grateful that you uh, were honest and vulnerable enough to uh, to share about that and, and just be that light, um, you know, for me to relate to. And I'm just uh, very grateful for that. Um, thank you. And I pass. Thank you much, Nancy, followed by Laura. Hey everybody, hi, Nancy, Recovered Compulsive Eater Bulimic. Really grateful to be here tonight. Um, oh, Katie, thank you so much. You just cracked me up. <laughs> I love the poker story um, because I'm there so often. Like, you know, I'm in, in relationship with someone and I'm thinking about, you know, everything else I have to do um, and, uh, and being anxious and not just being able to be there and be present. Um, so, yeah, that's something I work on a lot. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking in terms of relationships and, and um, family relationships, uh, and I'll focus just on my husband. He and I uh, got sober at the same time, and, um, and it was tough. We were on the brink of splitting up. Matter of fact, I had told him the day before he got sober that I was, my brother was getting married the following day, and I was going to leave him. I was going to go. Or, or actually, I wanted him to leave, but, um, you know, it was at that point, and this program saved our marriage, and, um, but it was a, a lot of years, um, a lot of years where we didn't relate a whole lot really well, and a lot of that was due to my eating disorder, because I was so actively involved in that, that I did not have time for him, I didn't have room for him, and, and I lied, I was constantly lying to him about you know, what I was doing, I was like, we have not that big of a house and I'm in the bathroom throwing up, you know, and, and he's out in the living room watching TV and, and he didn't want to know about it. And I didn't want to tell him. So it was a perfect setup. Um, today we have an honest, open relationship. And, um, and it is because of these three things. First things first, live and let live and easy does it. Um, I used to be so sensitive to when, to, to his comments, like I, everything he said to me was being critical and I'd snap and I'd be nasty back to him. And now I laugh, you know, that did not come natural. That is a spiritual, <laughs> spiritual awakening that I don't think take things like, like personal anymore. And I just laugh and, but we both do first things first our programs come number one. And, um, you know, even before we sort of interact in the morning, we're, we're having our quiet time together. And, you know, we have to do that in order for us to stay, um, stay in, in sober and in good terms, clean and sober. And this whole live and let live, I have this like total judge and jury living inside of me, right? And I'm going to judge what you're doing and then put down the sentence. And, um, you know, this program has taught me to keep my mouth shut. And the best question, best question is um, when, when have I done the very same thing? And every time I ask that question, I find a time that I've done the very same thing. So I use that in my marriage as well as in my relationships with other people. When I start getting into that judging, 
Um, that's time. Thank you. That's that's where I need to go. Live and let live. Thank you. Glad to be here tonight. Thank you. And before we move on to our next um, share, I'll ask the Zoom host to please stop the recording so we can have time for unrecorded 